This video is brought to you by Ground News. Today, Yemen's Houthis join the war in Gaza. Bolivia severs its diplomatic ties with Israel, and North Korea closes a handful of embassies amid financial difficulties. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 1st of November 2023. Yemen's Iran-backed Houthis said on Tuesday that they'd fired missiles and drones towards Israel in what was their third such operation. Yahya Sari, a Houthi military spokesperson, said on television that there would be more attacks to come to, quote, help the Palestinians to victory. The Houthis wading into the war highlights the risk of a wider escalation, involving other Iran-backed groups, Iran itself, the US and its allies. The Israeli military said on Tuesday that its Arrow aerial defence system had intercepted the projectiles outside of Israeli territory, marking the system's first successful interception of surface-to-surface -surface missiles fired from the Red Sea area. The Houthis' first volley aimed at Israel was on October the 19th and was intercepted by the US Navy, and the second drone attack on October the 28th resulted in blasts in Egypt. While the attempted attacks might be considered more symbolic and designed to send a message, they also demonstrate the increasing capabilities of the Houthi movement, which took over the Yemeni capital in 2014 and spent the next eight or so years fighting a Saudi-led coalition in what's widely been described as a proxy war between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Back in Gaza, Israeli airstrikes on Tuesday hit the densely populated Jabalia refugee camp, killing dozens of Palestinians, possibly more than 50. The Israeli military took responsibility for the strike, saying it had targeted underground terror infrastructure and successfully killed Ibrahim Bayiri, a senior Hamas military leader that Israel says was a ringleader of the, quote, murderous terror attack of October the 7th. Photo and video footage shows huge blast craters surrounded by crumbling concrete buildings. In an interview, CNN's Wolf Blitzer pressed an Israeli military spokesperson on why, even if a Hamas commander was there, the camp was struck, considering the presence of lots of civilians, including men, women and children. The military spokesperson said, this is the tragedy of war, and added that they're doing everything they can to minimise civilian deaths, for example by urging civilians to move south. In other news from Gaza, the Rafah border crossing between Gaza and Egypt has opened, albeit in a limited fashion, for the first time in more than three weeks, to allow for the evacuation of foreign passport holders and the transfer of dozens of injured Palestinians to be treated in Egyptian hospitals. While more than 200 aid trucks have passed through the crossing from Egypt to Gaza, until now no people have been allowed to leave the Strip to Egypt. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. The war in Gaza is reverberating around the world, not just the Middle East. On that note, Bolivia has become the first Latin American country to officially sever its diplomatic ties with Israel because of what it calls the aggressive and disproportionate Israeli military offensive in the Gaza Strip, which it said amounted to war crimes. Meanwhile, Colombia and Chile, two of Bolivia's neighbours that are also led by left-wing governments, have recalled their ambassadors from Israel for consultation, and the Israeli ambassador in Colombia was expelled earlier in the conflict. 
Bolivia's deputy foreign minister explained his government's decision to sever ties and added that it wanted an end to the Israeli blockade of Gaza that was preventing the entry of food, water and other essential elements for life. In response, a spokesperson for Israel's foreign affairs ministry said Bolivia had aligned itself with the Hamas terrorist organization and submitted to the Iranian regime. It's not the first time that Bolivia has severed its relations with Israel. Back in 2009, leftist then-president Evo Morales did so, also in response to Israeli actions in Gaza. But in 2020, the right-wing government of interim president Janine Arnez re-established ties. Outgoing Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte has signalled his interest in becoming the next head of the NATO military alliance, with Politico reporting that he's an early favourite for the job, citing three senior European officials. Incumbent NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg, a former Norwegian Prime Minister, is due to step down in October 2024, having had his term extended four times by the alliance's member countries, seeking stability and continuity amid sky-high tensions with Russia. When asked last week, Rutter didn't rule out going for the job, saying such a role would be interesting as it would offer the chance to contribute for a few years on the international stage in a period of dramatic global changes. Nevertheless, he would face a number of challenges in being selected for the role, including the fact that he pointed out himself that there is a very big chance, given the political support for it, that this job will go to a European woman, which he said would also be very good. Despite announcing his departure from politics back in July, Rutter is still caretaker prime minister and may remain so for some time, as he'll keep the job until a new government is formed following this month's election, and Dutch government formations are known for taking a long time. North Korea is planning on closing up to a dozen of its embassies worldwide, in a move that could result in the closure of nearly a quarter of all of the country's diplomatic missions, according to media reports. The North Korean embassy in Spain has been closed permanently, with its embassy in Italy taking over matters involving Spain, according to a diplomatic document shared by the Communist Party of the Peoples of Spain. This comes not long after reports from North Korean state media and African news outlets that the country's ambassador to Angola and Uganda had paid farewell visits to the respective country's leaders and announced the shutdown of the diplomatic missions. Meanwhile, Japanese media reported that North Korea had notified China of its plans to close its consulate general in Hong Kong. In response to these reports, South Korea's unification ministry said that it was a sign that international sanctions are hampering North Korea's ability to obtain the foreign currency necessary to afford to run diplomatic missions. North Korea has formal diplomatic relations with 159 countries, but previously had just 53 diplomatic missions worldwide. Shutting its sites in Angola, Uganda, Spain and Hong Kong would take this number down to 49, though, according to North Korea analyst Chad O'Carroll, as many as a dozen could be set to close. And finally, in some uplifting news, scientists in Brazil are working on a vaccine that could help break cocaine addiction. The Calix coca treatment has shown promising results in animal trials and works by effectively blocking cocaine and crack from reaching the brain. It wouldn't necessarily be used as a solve-all cure, but could be an important tool alongside counselling, rehabilitation and social assistance. For example, being used at critical stages of recovery, such as when patients leave rehab. 
This is all possible thanks to our sponsor, Ground News, a website and app designed to help you take the power of the media into your own hands. Here's how it works. Every day, Ground News ingests over 50,000 articles from all over the world. They then organise these articles by story. For each and every story, you can see the number of reporting sources, where these sources lean on the political spectrum at an individual level and group level, compare the headlines of each source, and read each article all without ever leaving the app. But my favourite part has to be their new comparison feature, which highlights specific differences in left-leaning and right-leaning reporting. Ground News is such a useful tool for our current media landscape, and I think an app like this will only become more essential as the media landscape continues to evolve. Our team at TLDR likes Ground News so much that we've decided to offer 30% off the Ground News Vantage plan to all our viewers. That's under $6 a month for unlimited access to every incredible Ground News feature. This offer is only available here, so make sure you go to ground.news forward slash TLDR or click the link in the description to get started and support an independent news platform working to make the media landscape more transparent.